What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week. So come join us and tell your friends to do the same. Make it part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. Today's show, we're going to talk about a little bit about free agency. Uh, John Hollinger over at The Athletic released his uh, the, the first part of his annual projections of... Uh, Player production as salary figures. Uh, it's ca- what he calls Borgs. It's his big old rating system with a dollar sign. And it is a projection of what players are worth based on their pre- what they will produce just in the next season. It is not a projection of what they will make in the open market. It is not a projection of, of like what contract they will command. It is a projection of what their pr- on-court production would translate it into dollars. You know, basketball ability translated into dollars, and it's it's a pretty interesting look, um, kind of at what's you know who, at what his his sort of advanced look, his his statistical look suggests guys will produce at, and what that production means financially. But he's got a couple interesting free agents, and I think it's worth considering Hollinger's numbers. Uh, subscribe to the Athletic; it's available on there. Um, Shout out to John Hollinger, former uh, former Portland resident and a longtime executive of the Memphis Grizzlies. It's uh, we were we're going to use his numbers as kind of a lens to look at the at into the sort of free agent class, and also just to talk about the Blazers' uh, off season in general, and to break up a little draft monotony, quite frankly, because we got we've had a lot of draft stuff. We got a lot of draft stuff on the horizon. So let's switch it up a little bit on this wonderful Thursday show. This is Thursday, June 9th show. Appreciate you listening. There are 25 names on this list. Uh, Hollinger is going to release, you know, a couple of these, it looks like, based on based on what he, he's done in the past and based on what he, what he wrote today. Um, but the first 25 names on the list, and the first name that appears on that list is at number 12. In Tier 4, there's a max guys up top, uh, names you expect, James Harden. Kyrie Irving, Zach Levine, Brad Beal. Those guys are, look like they will produce at a level that is commensurate with getting a max contract, even if paying James Harden, if giving him a max contract seems dicey and giving uh, if long-term money to Kyrie Irving seems dicey. Their play next year, they look like max-type producers. And if the Blazers were to make a run for a Zach Levine-type or a Brad Beal-type, they project to be worth max-type money because they're really good basketball players. But the first Blazers name on the list is unrestricted free agent Yusuf Nurkic. He's at 12th on this list and he is, he is in the fourth tier it's like the max guys the, the sort of next crew of folks and then and then the weirdos we, we to get into hollander's whole thing but the tier four the 12th pick use of nurkic projected based on the borg's uh rating to be worth his production worth 17.4 million dollars and I think this is pretty similar to what I would guess Yusuf Nurkic will command on the open market. Uh, again, the the Borg's number is not a project like a is not projecting what the salary will be, and you'll see that with when we get to Anthony Simons in a moment. It's it's what the production will be, and I think this is um, about right for Nurk, right? Like he's if, if like 
starters in the league, you know, good starters in the league make around 20 million bucks, but there's like a slight reduction because centers are slightly less valuable. This is what Nurk is. He's an above average center who's been like consistently when he's been on the court, when he's available on the court, consistently an above average center. Like he's, he's, he's a good basketball player, even despite his limitations and his biggest limitations is just health stuff. Uh, he is behind guys. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is 11th, just other centers on the list that are sort of, that are projected to be more productive value wise than Nurk. Mitchell Robinson uh, at 11th, Chris Boucher at, at 8th, uh, a target that many folks uh, from in my email inbox uh, want want the Blazers to target. He's 8th he's, uh, on the list, on, on the board's list. And um, and DeAndre Ayton, 5th, uh, you know, and, and he is just a, a shade below the max guys. He's, he's you know, he's right below max production or at least pro- projected to be right below max production. I think DeAndre Ayton's going to end up signing a max contract. The question is, where is he going to sign a max contract? But the Nurk money, I think, is intriguing and interesting because Nurk at 17 million, you know, again, this is not a not a projection of the market value, but it's that seems about right. And the question is like, would you pay Nurk, you know, four for 68 to be, you know, a, a long-term center? He's, he's, he's young enough that it's, you know, this is his, probably his last chance to get a really big payday on the open market. 17 million a year would be a raise. You know, if he starts in like that 15 with raises, that's that, that would um, be a raise over. He's making about 12 million a year now. And I think it would be a relatively fair contract, but it suggests that the other names on the market, like Mitchell Robinson might make more money than Nurk. It'll be pretty, pretty interesting. I, I think Nurk is just straight up better than Mitchell Robinson. DeAndre Ayton's a lot better than Nurk, um, but he's, like he's in a weird spot and he's also younger than Nurk. Uh, I would say Chris, Chris Boucher is not better than Nurk. He's a weird basketball player. Who's like, um, he's kind of a stretch five, but he doesn't really shoot it that well. And he's not really a five. He's just a big, long guy who can rebound and block shots. Um, he's, uh, he's really, he's really a fascinating player. Um, Hollinger points out that he's been really productive for the Raptors, but they are really good at using weird players. They're the best team in the league, maybe at maximizing, uh, maximizing, weird types of 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 players uh nurk is so so when you're like thinking about nurk heading into free agency i think there's a couple things one i think he is the player most likely to to not be on the team like i think ant is a lock to come back um close to a lock i, I would put ant somewhere at the 90 percent chance that he returns 92 and a half percent chance that he returns uh and nurk's a little bit lower like nurk is in the the high 70s, like 78, 79, 80, roughly, like very, very likely to return. But it, but he's a more likely sign and trade candidate just because the Blazers aren't going to give up on Ant. I don't think they want him to develop because since he's happy birthday and free time, it's just turned 23 on as I'm recording this. And and Nurk would be more valuable in a, in a sort of the bigger sign and trade type of things. Nurk is the guy to leave. So if you're signing a, a productive center in the teens, Nurk seems like a good deal. And the other players that, you know, at least Hollinger's numbers project, he is he is about equal value to a guy like Mitch Rob. So if you're choosing between Mitchell Robinson and Nurk, just like they're, they're just very different players, right? Like. Mitch Robb is a vertical athlete who can't pass, and Nurk is a groundbound athlete who has some really intriguing passing skills. Uh, they're just they're very different basketball players. Uh, Nurk is a you know a really good sort of like pick and roll uh, uh, partner, and and Mitch Robb is just a straight rim runner. It's they're just they're 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 
depends on what you want. Uh, but I think this is something to consider when you're considering like what Mer Nurk might want. And the Blazers can give Nurk more years and, and, and bigger raises. The raises are the real thing. They're not going to give Nurk a five-year contract, but they can give the Blazers can give Nurk bigger raises. So thus they can give him a bigger contract than other players is that it's, it's the Mitchell Robinsons, the Chris Boucher's are the sort of the centers that are going to be right in that tier along with Yusuf Nurkic. And that's, that's, who you are bidding against. So when you're watching kind of trade ideas and 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 uh, salary projections for those folks, that's probably about the level of player in Nurk's tier. Aiden is is clearly a year uh, uh, a couple steps above. Amphrey Simons is a curious one. His name's all the way down at 23 on this list. 23. While Nurk is 12th, he's going to be one of the good free agents available on the market, and that that's. You know, it's it speaks to how weak the free agent class is to some extent. But you would think that, I think here in this market, we would think Henry Simon's name would be way the hell up the list. He's at 23rd. 23, I guess how you say that number. Let's talk about why Ant is at 23 and why I think he's going to get paid a whole lot more than the than the John Hollander Borg system suggests. But first, let me tell you about rockauto.com. Family business has been serving auto part customers for over 20 years. Helping do-it-yourselfers take care of your auto part needs. Helping you save time and helping you save money. Real money. 30, 50, or even 100% more when you are than when you go to a chain auto part store or the car dealership. They just, they can't carry all the parts you need. If they do carry the parts you need, they're going to be more expensive than Rock Auto. So don't waste your time going there. Instead, just head to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And then... Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. So use of Nurkic's number based on John Hollinger's salary projection sounds about right. I think Nurk is going to make right in that 15, 16, 17, 18 million a year range. Uh, and I think he's that's about what he's worth. Um, he's, you know, I, worth is a weird word to talk about. I think that's about what he'll make. Um, Nurk is a pretty productive player. When he's on the court, he's been crucial for the Blazers being a an average defense. He kind of props them up. Um, he's been a great pick and roll partner with Dame and Ant. But there is a question about how much you, how much teams maybe should pay for centers. The Blazers, if they let Nurk walk, don't they? They don't magically get it. it Nurk letting Nurk leave is the path to how they get cap space. But there's more to it than that. They'd have to sacrifice too much. So Nurk coming back seems very very likely. I think Nurk much more likely to leave via sign and trade than he is where the Blazers just let him go and create cap space and chase after Zach Levine's or Brad Beal's. And the reason that they might not do that, the reason I do not think they will do that, is because they have a pretty darn good shooting guard entering free agency. His name's Anthony Simons. Just turned 23 today. Happy birthday again to Ant. But if you're looking at John Hollinger's article right here on The Athletic, you got to scroll way the hell down there to get to Anthony Simons' name. He's 23rd on the list of 25 names. Uh, these are players that are, um, the way Hollinger did it, who, who are going to command more, or not command more, who are who project to be more valuable than the taxpayer mid-level exception, or the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, excuse me, which is about $10.3 million. Anthony Simons, based on the Borg score, 
11 and a half million is what the production thinks, what the Borg's numbers think his production will be worth. Anthony Simons might get double that. I don't think Anthony's going to get over 20, but I think 20 million is really, really reasonable. Like, I think he might get four for 80. I think that's, I think it's very possible. Um, you know, I think uh, that might be high but it's going to be a lot higher than this 11 and a half. Some other names that are ahead of Anthony Simons on the John Hollinger list include DeLon Wright, Tyus Jones, Cody Martin. That's the Martin twin who's in Charlotte. Right behind, right behind Ant in terms of production. Pat Connaughton, in terms of or projected projected value, is what I'm going to use from now on. Projected value. Patrick Bergen Connaughton, Patty Fastball at 24, and Colin Sexton at 25. Very, very curious that Colin Sexton is behind Amphrey Simons. I think those two are um, fascinating restricted free agents heading out on the market. Sexton just has been more productive than Ant, like larger body of work to say really, really productive basketball player. But I think Ant's peaks have been higher than Sexton's peaks. Um, Ant's peaks have been very brief. And one of the reasons that the Borg scores so low, the projected value so low on Ant's is because his, 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 the numbers suggest that he's just a really, really bad defensive player. A really, really bad defensive player. I mean, it, it, you can watch it also with your eyeballs. You don't need advanced stats. This is, you don't need calculator stuff to watch him. Watch him closely. He's bad on defense. That's just real. Like he just he he doesn't navigate screens well. He gets caught up in screens. He gets um, he doesn't use his physical tools particularly well on defense right now. And until a real breakout in January, February this year, he was a really low level playmaker. And then it something clicked in the middle of January. And in January and February, he he just like really took off and he was averaging like 30 and six for a brief period. Like he was, when it clicked for Ant, it clicked, the, the light came on bright and the fire burned pretty darn hot. So the what you're betting on here, if you're betting on what Anthony Simons is going to, you know, what he might be paid is like, if you're betting 20 million, you say that February was real as hell. And I believe it. And if you're maybe hedging a little bit, you say, okay, 20 million is a little high. What about, you know, 18, 17 million a year, starting with, with, you know, your 8% raises, because you just don't have this massive body of work. Ant's going to come back. Like, I think it's, like I said, a lock, like over 90% lock to come back just because the gymnastics to that the Blazers would have to do to get big name free agents. Those big name free agents play Anthony Simon's position. Unless you really believe that Bradley Beal is such a massive upgrade over Ant that it propels you into championship level status, all of the gymnastics you have to do to to get rid of folks and add and add uh, Beal to the Beal to the mix doesn't seem worth it. Add Zach Levine to the mix does not seem worth it to me from my perspective, um, because you you know you get rid of your traded player exceptions, you get rid of your mid level exception, like you just you create cap space and then you add an uh, expensive guard. You can just pay a promising young twenty three year old guard here. I think Anthony Simons and Colin Sexton's paydays are two of the most interesting deals that will be on the market. Will the Blazers bid against themselves and, and pay Ant a whole bunch of money and he'll play himself right into that contract and maybe be better than it quickly? Or will Colin Sexton set the market and Ant's people say, I mean, listen, we you we all think, everyone in the room thinks that Ant's going to be better than Colin Sexton, um, you know, or projects to be better than, than Colin Sexton is... Um, without some of the injury concerns 
go ahead and cut the check. I think I think that's super I think that that is super fascinating. But I will say this, the number here from from Hollinger strikes me as um not close to the sort of perceived open market value. He's going to make a whole bunch more money than that. But it might speak to um, interest in Ant around the league outside of people, you know, you, dear listener, who's listening to this, uh, you know, Trailblazers podcast in early June when the team hasn't played in a long time. Like, I think the perception of Ant, and not just, this isn't Hollinger, he watches a shit ton of basketball, but like the perception of Ant to maybe outside of this market is much lower than it is within this market. Like, I think we, I think this is a really good sort of, um, indicator of of what value means for Anthony Simons. It's uh I find it truly fascinating. Ant's going to come back. He's going to get a pay raise. Like it's this is all just um this is just, you know, off-season fodder, but it's it is it strikes me as it strikes me as curious. There's two other names in this list that I think really come up and they speak to the value that Joe Cronin has pursued while seemingly stripping this team of a lot of talent. Let's talk about those two names, two veterans who seem to be friends. Well, that third segment, but first let me tell you about Bilt Bar. It's the best protein bar on the market. My personal favorite peanut butter brownie. But if you go right now to Bilt.com, they got a new banger on there. A new, a new, just wonderful flavor. Peanut butter, excuse me, peanut butter brownie. Caramel brownie. It's the cousin of my personal favorite peanut butter brownie. I haven't tried caramel brownie, but it looks pretty good on the website. Still packing 17 grams of protein, still covered in 100% chocolate, still as delicious and packing a punch, just like all of the Built Bars I love and I think you'll love too. So go check them out, see the flavors you like, and save some money while you're shopping. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We're still talking Blazers free agents and their value. Um, I think Nurk right in that 16, 17 range. I think Anthony Simons right in that 18 plus range. But there's two names that stood out to me on the list, on John Hollinger's list. They were just, these were guys who are not, who are not going to be free agents or are in uh, Joe Ingles' case, injured. So it's, they wouldn't, it's they're not going to command their full value because of an injury. The Blazers traded for Joe Ingles, and I thought for sure this was just like financial filler. Then he hung around the team. They he came to Portland. He's done rehab here in Portland. He spent time rehabbing his ACL in Portland before he went back to um, went back to Australia. The Blazers sent medical staff with him, so they were with him. So Jessica Cohen was with him when he got his ACL surgery. They are treating him like a player on the roster in a way very specifically they are not treating Eric Bledsoe wasn't around the team what isn't like you know retweeted by the social media team is not like he just just not you could see the two difference in veterans they acquired at the deadline Eric Bledsoe you know they held out for because he had some Achilles issues um and he kind of just and they let him go let him you know not let him go but it didn't they didn't they didn't ask him to spend time around the team because I didn't see him as a future part of the team. Ingles, they immediately treated him as part of the team. And I, I straight up did not see that coming. He's 34 years old coming off his, you know, a down season. And then he tore his ACL at the end of that season where he was struggling. John Hollinger's Borg score has him worth uh, pro- product, projected production. 
projected value, 14.8 million, more valuable than Amphrey Simons next year based on this. Playmaking, a little bit of defense, a little bit of size, better rebounder. Um, <laughs> sheesh. <laughs> uh, it's... I wouldn't have seen that. Obviously, I don't think Joe Ingles is going to get uh, 15 million bucks. But I think there is a chance that the Blazers sign him to something like a $10 million deal so he can be traded. I do think they sign him to, uh, uh, you know, because they because they have his bird rights, because they can go over the salary cap, I think they wait deep into free agency. And if he is amenable to it, and I think that's why they're treating him right and treating him like a player, because, um, you know, if he's healthy and gets right and he can help, he's the... You know, two years ago, Joe Ingles would have been freaking awesome for this basketball team. A, a dude who shoots like 45% on walk-up threes, like can run pick and rolls and is big. Like that's the real, real value for the Blazers there if you get that version of Joe Ingles. And if you don't, I think signing him to like a 10 or $12 million contract uh, that is tradable at the trade deadline it seems like the a very likely scenario first pointed out to me by friend of the program, Eric Griffith, a very likely thing for Joe Ingles. I think that's just, um, it's interesting to me that his production is valued so highly by this statistical model, because to me, he seems like a guy that in a, in another world would sign a minimum contract just based on his health and his age and all of those things. Uh, but I think for the Blazers purposes, they might end up signing him to a larger, more tradable contract because it would give them so a little more ammo at the trade deadline. And, uh, maybe, you know, you do right by, you treat people the right way. So they'll, so it gives you options to maybe treat them like assets a little bit later on is what what I'm trying to say. The other name on this list, Josh Hart. Projected production. Projected value. $16.5 million. Josh Hart is on a value contract. Uh, it's, you know, fully non-guaranteed, late guarantee date at the end of June. That's a little over 12 million bucks. Same deal next year, basically the same, same price, same like fully non-guaranteed deal. He is on a team friendly deal. And according to Hollinger's numbers, he's going to, his production will outperform what he's getting paid. And what's the secret to building a good team in the NBA? Underpaying good players. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. You have to have people that play better than their contracts. And Josh Hart projects as someone who could play better than his contract. It's a little bit tricky with Hart because he's a two. So is Anthony Simons. Or if Simons is a one, Damian Lord is a one. Like you just, they're, you're running three guard lineups, something that, that Chauncey Billups straight up hated doing this year. He hated how small the roster was. It drove him crazy. Um, he, he was forced into it by the way it worked. And then by the time he like kind of found more size, they gave him four games before they shut the team down. And so like, you know, I, I don't think Josh Hart is a candidate to start at small forward. It seems very, very unlikely, but he's a candidate to play a whole bunch of minutes. They like him and they want him to play. And he's, he is better than the money he's getting paid. He can really help. Um, this is the curious thing about what Joe Cronin did. He traded away a bunch of players that were useful, like Robert Covington and Norman Powell and Larry Nance Jr. and a really good player in, in CJ McCollum for seemingly not much for Josh Hart and a 2025 pick and Justice Winslow. Um, and Justice Winslow is, you know, he's he's a back half of the rotation guy and maybe out of the rotation on really good teams. Like, I'm not sure. I watched the NBA Finals tonight. I'm not sure he gets on the court in that game, um, which is, it is what it is. It's high-level basketball. Uh, it's... 
like, Cronin maybe has some more value than I have given him credit for. I don't think, like, Josh Hart being, you know, Josh Hart projecting to play $4 million ahead of his contract or 30% uh, 30% better than his contract. I don't think that really... I don't think that's something he doesn't Cronin doesn't deserve a gold star, but I think it's worth noting. And if Ingles is in any way productive or or becomes a tradable part of the deadline, then it kind of changes the way you look at those series of trades, right? Like it's it's if the sort of transitive property of transactions is probably unfair, but I think it would change the way I like overall view it if Come February, Joe Ingles has turned into something valuable that helps the Blazers, the next iteration of the Blazers, um, be competitive. Uh, that would certainly change my opinion. And based on sort of these advanced numbers from from uh, Hollinger, the, the sort of financial analytics uh, from Hollinger, which you can go read on The Athletic, uh, kind of how his methodology and how he got there and how he's changed the way he projects these numbers uh, year over year. Like, yeah, according to, these, according to the, all that... There's Cronin maybe found some value in the back half of the roster that I haven't given him credit for. It's really not going to change my opinion too much, but I thought it's worth noting because for the most part, I'm like, okay, we'll see. Uh, I, I applaud taking a big swing while noting you can strike out, but I also will note, seems like there's been a lot of striking out that has happened. All right, tomorrow's show, we'll be back talking Blazers draft stuff. Uh, got a fun interview lined up. Uh, haven't confirmed it yet, but come back because it's going to, I'm almost certain it's going to be here. If not, we'll still be talking draft stuff regardless, but uh, it's either going to be Friday or Monday show. Uh, talking all, sort of insights into how the Blazers approach the draft season. Uh, I think it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. Don't miss, don't miss that one. Next week, Yahoo's Kristen Peak is going to join to talk about the Blazers uh, and, and, their draft process, uh, someone who covers amateur basketball at all levels uh, with wonderful insight. Don't miss that interview. We got fun stuff. Uh, Sean Woodley of Locked on Raptors is going to join the show next week. We're going to talk a little about OG Ananobi. We've got fun shows lined up five days a week, available wherever you get podcasts. Come back and listen. Tell your friends to do the same. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>